Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming to America. Everybody's coming to America. Getting into their little car. Everybody's driving to America. That's right. We're driving to America today on Two in the Think Tank. It's a transatlantic special. That's yeah. right. Revisiting some of the great American characters we've had on the show over the years um, and doing generally a salute to all things US of A. Oh, so, so transatlantic doesn't mean in between the Atlantic. Uh, <laughs> well, um, uh, uh, I don't know. Between the that's one of the things. That's one of the great things we're going to be exploring to, on today's mm. transatlantic well, episode. We could be doing all the great American characters, and the great mm. and the great British characters and European characters and African characters who are in the ocean currently. I'm particularly looking forward to doing all those great African characters. <laughs> I think that's going to go great. <laughs> Well, you can do and them however you want. Look, I will do one right now just to break the ice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This guy's name will be King. Oh, oh yes. King. Yes. Um, King, uh, King Fa- Ironically, it's going to be King Leopold, the Belgian king, yeah. who claimed the Congo. Uh-huh. Exactly. You see? I think he would have considered himself an African. And what I'm saying is actually much more offensive than any accent Alastair could have done. (laughs) Well, no, you're saying that he considered himself that. And Mm, so I think... Consider yourself (laughs) an African. Consider yourself part of the continent. (laughs) Um, That is... (laughs) That is is some great Dickens music. Did, did, Did Dickens write music? Uh, or did they add the music I think, later? I think what they've found is that a lot of his books are very singable. Right. You know, they're, what I would love, you know, on, on Specs and Specs, yeah. how they would do that segment where somebody would get up and they would see, sing the words of a, a book, some random book, to the tune of a popular song. Well, what I would love is for somebody to... Uh, sing uh, to to read a a popular song with the emotional rhythms of a famous novel, mm, okay. uh, and I think it would go <laughs> okay, a little so something. I want you to do the emotional <laughs> the emotional heft of um, of um, let's see. <laughs> Uh, I guess okay. The Diary of Anne Frank, and then <laughs> okay um, oh, to the right. lyrics of <laughs> "In the Jungle, the Mighty Jungle." Uh, oh, the, the lion sleeps tonight. I believe is what it's called. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to imagine what a German accent would sound like. 
In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I thought I'd set up a difficult one. You probably laid me up the easiest possible, uh, softball from the, from the range of hard balls that I'd set out for us. Yeah. And I still don't think I, I, I really made contact with the ball, but, uh, is that a, is that anything? Is that a sketch? Um, is that a, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, getting, it's, what about it's definitely a segment. an audio book? Yeah. But getting your favourite books, but getting them sung. So getting to listen to, you know, um, Grapes of Wrath or Wrath sung by, you know, um, Sam Smith or um, Adele, mm. you know, and she just she just belts it out. Yeah. She sort of improvises a melody and she does that thing where they sing all around the note. You know, oh! You know, yeah. and uh, so and it's just so it just says books sung by 18, the singer. Eighteen hours <laughs> of of just just riffing. Call and, me Ishmael if I knew yep. the following line, and then I was sitting on a pier. See, this is exactly as good as I was imagining it when Adele was going to do it. Um, this is book perfect. They're such they're such masterful interpreters of of song, and I just think it's a shame that we don't see how masterfully they could interpret book. Well, we don't let them. But I mean, you could just tell them. All we right. don't let them. We don't let them. You could tell them. All right, look, just for simplicity's sake, you know, because some some. Artists are more recording artists than they are singers, and mm. so they—I mean, like no, then they are kind of you know writers and improvisers and stuff like that. So some of them you could just say, okay, you can do the whole book to the melody of "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." <laughs> oh, that would be so horrific, <laughs> so cruel. So it just starts again, and and, and I think in reality. People will have to. We'll need. We'll Actually, need I think structure. Mary had a little lamb. Would it be even worse? Yeah, if I knew the beginning um, of yes. a single book, I man, I would really be able to riff the shit out of this. So. <laughs> I guess you like you could. It was a dark and stormy night. Stormy night. Oh, so he's going to re- re- repeat yeah. words as well when well, when the melody maybe. repeats. <laughs> going to be Maybe. slow going. <laughs> it's a real You're only going to get like real You're only going to get like slog. 20 words ahead every every mm. loop of the song. <laughs> um yeah. The listeners might notice already that we're not as tired as we normally are. Uh, yes. Or if we are tired, it's a different type of tired. It's tired, the tiredness you, know? you get from just waking up. Just waking up. Mm. It's very early in the morning when we're recording this episode, and I think it's good. Because isn't it interesting that there are different types of tiredness? Mm. You know, there's your your brain shut. You you know, you you, you have the same level of brain function, but it's on a different trajectory. Mm. 
you know, once on the way up and once on the way down. They say you, I love that expression, whatever it is. They say you play such a, or that joke, is it a joke? Yeah. You, 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 do this you do this twice in your career, once on the way up and once on the way down. It's good to be back. Yeah. That is beautiful. That is beautiful in its simplicity <laughs> and its subtlety. Oh. <laughs> There's so much in there, isn't there? There's, yeah. Like, it is a full story and it has emotion. Ah! Yeah. I wonder who's responsible for that joke. Oh, we can, Goog- we, we can Google it after this and then um, yeah, you we, know, we can write up a paper but on it. There, we should. We should. There is a full paper in that. Well, there should be at least, you know, a thing where it's like, you know, you can just have a, a bit of an appreciation of all the all-time great jokes. No one's no mm. one's just like you know, everybody's doing um everybody's doing episode by episode of uh you know the the Simpsons or like the Sopranos mm. or something like that Star Trek mm. the Next Generation but nobody's doing joke by joke joke by joke the career history of Mitch Hedberg <laughs> yeah. it's one episode per joke <laughs> one line one episode that's actually really fun. Mm. And then we do some bonus episodes on some of the pauses that he does in between but then, some of his jokes. But then the next season we do um, some of his time, some of the things he said before he was a comedian. Oh. <laughs> if we can find records of any of those. A prequel. Mm. Hi, Veed. You know they've done they've done young Chris Rock right everyone everybody hates Chris mm, they're doing young and they've done the Rock the Rock <laughs> they're doing young the Rock yeah who I think of as a comedian he's a comedian of the body he's a comedian you think of his body pain. is funny <laughs> I do <laughs> he's, he he doesn't make the... my mouth laugh he makes my chest and legs laugh. He's a comedian yeah. of the body. It's the guy. <laughs> I mean, there's some people who it's... use their body to be funny, but then there's also mm. some people who use their mouth to make your everything but your head laugh. <laughs> I mean, is that just sort of a kind of a, a, a seizure? A, uh, tickling? Tickling. Yeah, Do you maybe. Yeah. <laughs> are they tickling uh-huh. you with their tongue? Is that what you're <laughs> that's, describing? Because not... you're right, there are some people who. <laughs> Do that. I wonder how much you would have to pay The Rock to do that. <laughs> Everybody's got their price. The Rock. But it's just it's just his tug as well. Yeah. We're not using, you know, we're not being a good Inuit and using every part of The Rock. No. We are just using his tongue. Yeah. Which of all the bits of The Rock yeah. that you would choose to highlight for your um, oral experience... It's it's interesting, like that his tongue is probably the one muscle he hasn't developed. That's true. You know? Yeah. No, that's true. And he's got a very he's got a very intense routine, you know, seize the day, get up early, you know, make the mm. most. He's working every part of the body, but the tongue just lays there, ignored. Mm. Flaccid in his mouth. Flaccid. He always skips tongue day. <laughs> and And but we could be that. What tongue I think day. would be good about that experience. Yeah would be that by l- experiencing his tongue licking you all over your body and tickling you, mm-hmm. it would humanize him, Yeah, right? It would make him make you realize. more of a mortal by realizing that we, we all have the same tongue. 
Yeah. yeah, well, for him, it's kind of um, Achilles' tongue. <clears throat> <laughs> like if ever you were to ride the rock into battle, mm, you know, or yes. you know, or you know, which I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. You could imagine piggybacking the rock into battle, um, mm. or getting piggybacked by the rock. Not yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> but then I started imagining piggy- piggybacking. Oh. And then Hannibal said, what if we ride on the elephants? Yeah. Was there ever a scenario where people were bringing the horses on their back? They were like, oh, we could eat these in the battlefield. And they're carrying the horses <laughs> on their back. Well, what? Yeah, I guess I guess eating them in the battlefield. is it? It's like before they discovered the... Before they used the wheel for transportation, yeah, I think the maybe the Aztecs had used it on like toys and stuff like that, and is a similar thing of being like, you know what, we could ride these horses. I'm sure they used them for something else before they rode on them, right? Like they would have used them for, for just for transport or no, maybe for food. No, I think they used them for food before that. I think I know the Indo the Indo Europeans. I think. Um, had them for oh we've t- have we talked about this uh, we, we have talked oh, we, about we may this have on discussed the this, but... we talked about possibly riding on a sandwich right oh yeah that's true oh that was on the pop test yeah no but it doesn't matter um mm. we can still talk about riding the rock into battle or the or, but <laughs> the idea that the rock <clears throat> he wasn't dipped in a river as a child, held no. dangling by his no. tongue. He created his own powers through mm. muscle development. Yes. Right? And so... Yes. And, and marketing. And marketing. Oh, yeah. I wonder how he did that. Um, he crafted his image. He put as much work into sculpting his image as he did into sculpting his body. That's true. That's true. And then... But then, through through some you know, terrible historical event. We're all fighting ground war by foot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is probably one of the lesser bad outcomes than <laughs> that could happen because it could we could all just get wiped out by bombs. But for some reason, oh, an electromagnetic we'd just be vaporized, an electro, we just be um, microwave radiation, and our skin just boils and our heads explode. Exactly, and we don't even we just look around. At the people around us in the street, as one by one their eyes pop, yeah. and we're like, "Well, oh, that was it," and that's all we know about the end of the world. That's the full thing. Yeah. Um, and then, but then, this in this scenario, we're running into battle on a mm. country, but there'll be a battle on every country. So it just happens to be that we're running in the same country that um, <laughs> that the rocks um, sort of. You know, press tour was in at the time, mm. um, and we're running next to him, and the, and he's and he's slaying so many of the enemy, mm. <laughs> which are from a country, and I couldn't possibly guess which one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> but there's a lot of them, right? Hey, eh? but there's a lot of everybody, you know. Ah, uh, yep. Um, I don't even like just, referring to them as them. To me, I just think they're they're friends I haven't met yet, but that are being told by their... <laughs> but we're slaying. But we're slaying each other because of what our leaders have told us to do. Mm, mm. And you know, I lo- an enemy is just a friend you haven't 
slide. Yeah. Nah, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, it's possible, yeah. A friend is just an enemy you haven't slayed yet? I mean, that's almost something. Yeah. I guess I think that's true, yeah. And then, anyway, he's slain heaps of people, but nobody can slay him. And then until one day somebody throws a spear <laughs> and then it goes through his tongue, which he's mm. poking he's poking a little bit out of the corner of his mouth while he slays. I think he might have been poking it out in a celebration. Yeah. You know, like you do. Well he's also he's just slayed somebody. He's Samoan. Mm. And so there are some celebrations that, that Samoans do yes. that do really protrude the tongue. Yeah. And so yeah. you could, and, th- and that was the hubris that made him well vulnerable. And it was during that moment that it the t- the, the spear went through his tongue and just sort of like went into his chin, but through his tongue. Mm. And then, and that's when he realized that you know, a spear in the tongue, a spear in the tongue was his kryptonite. Mm. And then mm. he kind of started, I guess, losing blood. <laughs> Yeah, but he probably can't eat now as well. That's true. Um, and so he might just waste away. Be awful to watch. Well, that's right. And he wouldn't be able to kiss anyone because the spear would put to such a distance <laughs> oh, between no. him and everybody else. Yeah, so he dies from the inside out, you know, because of a want of emotional intimacy. Yeah, well, that's right. At um, that point, he's probably more at risk of ending himself and he's probably the only person who can. Real, now, I had an idea him. for, ah, uh, yes, I had uh, an idea yes. for a, uh, a new alien invention, a new alien invasion, Alison. Yeah. Right? And it's a sort of, a, it's a one-on-one alien invasion. Okay. So what it is, aliens appear. They land their planet absolutely here. Absolutely. No, no, it's not, well, that's not my version, but I'm interested. <laughs> uh, but uh, they appear everywhere on Earth, right? And, you know, exactly the number of humans that there are on Earth, that's the number of aliens that appear, right? And everybody has one alien that they have to fight. Yeah, and cool. And the alien, your alien that's assigned to you, yeah. <clears throat> is, uh, there's only, um, it will only fight you, it won't fight anybody else. Yeah, I like that. So, to succeed... In defeating these aliens, every individual on Earth has to overcome their own personal alien. And I wonder if for some reason, I don't know what could stop us, but we aren't able to team up to fight the aliens as well. Well, Presumably because we're too busy fighting our own alien. Yeah, and our alien is probably blocking us. Yeah, yeah. It blocks us from, um, from fighting anybody else. I mean, it might have some sort of uh, no, but I like the idea. Psychic power, maybe that. I mean, but if they've got psychic power, then that makes the fight not so good. But uh, on the well, they only use it. To, they only use the psychic power to stop you from fighting anybody else. What I like alien. is that this, in my mind, this alien species is, mm. is so honorable that they'll they'll accept mm. that whoever they lose of their species mm. was was a weaker version, and therefore. They just accept their death, and then they accept all the, all the the winners into their new society. Oh, so we join with the aliens? Well, yeah. Well, they live here with us, and they and uh, you know we just oh yeah that is that that is interesting. Yeah. Right. So 
maybe it's like maybe this new alien is kind of a version of you as well. Like it doesn't look a hundred percent like you, but it would. You know that if it wins the fight, it will assume your. It will take your life and assume your role in society. It's kind of invasion of the body snatchers. Well, yeah, it's kind of like but a- they're not like a parallel universe like they've come from a parallel timeline yeah where you've got um, yeah. the exact number of people with that are similar mm. but they could be purple and yeah have sort of big like big tongues that go down their back mm. or something like that like they've got um tongues for teeth and teeth for tongues yeah. <laughs> That would be so interesting. I mean, you need you would need like mm. a hard palate on the top of your mouth to to use for the for the tooth to be useful. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. If it's one big hard tooth, they could mash up their food by just smash poke, poking their tooth out and smashing their face against the plate. Do you think they would be able to the poke food their in that t- way. tooth out? And yeah, they can poke their tooth yeah. out, and then they. So it's kind of um, like a tongue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you're on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they use all their little teeth. And so, can they not to sort of can they not move their slurp up t- their, their teeth tongues because they're kind of like teeth? They no, no, no. They can. Okay, they're very like tongues. Yeah, but thanks for asking, and thanks for helping to clarify the idea. Oh, it's okay. I was just trying to see, you know, in which ways it wasn't a, an exact one-to-one swap like this in alien invasion mm. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Do you think that? Uh, th- do you think their tongues and their teeth swapped because they did battle, <laughs> and the tongues won, and they were very honourable? And the, but the but the, the the teeth managed to destroy the tongue. They're a very honourable society, yeah. and that is <laughs> that is what happens. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that the teeth and the tongue would battle for the ultimate prize, which I suppose is being the tongue. And the teeth. It was a draw. The tongues in losing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's unpleasant to to try and think about. Yeah, and but, so I won't. But I mean, that's a you know, this is cool because what they're bringing is a new type of genetics. It's genetic honorability, where your genes mm. fight other genes. Mm. You know, and sometimes body parts fight other body parts. Body parts fight other body parts. We need to introduce the concept of competition into the individual. Well, it could into, be that every every individual's form, every part of the body has its equivalent hemisphere of the brain and its own consciousness. Mm. And so, and the whole your, the brain is like a parliament. Yeah, and they yes. and they all you know they all have you know debates. They all have um, arguments. And sometimes they go to war with each other. You know, the foot. Every every morning, every morning, your every part of your body battles every other part of your body to decide who gets to be the brain for the day. And the dominant the dominant hemisphere or dodecosphere of the brain. And then they get to make all the decisions. And it's a, uh, you know, it's the it's the shoulder. Finally, we get to live the day that the shoulder would live if it was in charge. So it becomes the it kind of they, becomes the trust president. Me, we do things a little bit different around here. With the shoulder, it's the shoulder's always like yeah. suddenly it's like shimmying its way through the day. Mm. <laughs> um. I guess the shoulder, yeah, that's all it can do really is shimmy. Um. There's just different different. Um, Tempos of shimmying. 
And that's the only way in which it can express itself. Yes. Until. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, get struck by lightning, and in a Freaky Friday-type situation, the brain becomes the shoulder, and the shoulder becomes the brain. And the shoulder looks at itself in the mirror... And, and freaks out because um, there's a lot to, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of changes around here and then you've got like a big brain on your shoulder which kind of I think would look nice like a big flower you know like like, a, like an image where somebody's got a big flower like a you know you can imagine uh, sort of a fashion thing where somebody's got a big big flower on their shoulder can you imagine that I can imagine that, yeah, definitely. But I'm not sure if you would literally see the brain on the shoulder and the shoulder where the head. I would think be. you get up and you find out what shape your body's going to be in this day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's this is awful. I mean, I guess I guess I'd hate that. I guess I'm I, I'm just thinking. I don't want my body to change. If the if the tongue become if the teeth become the tongues and the the tongue becomes tooth, I don't know if we can not do it to the brain, you know. Um, you're you're right, Alistair. Have you written anything down in the last, yeah. you know, fifteen minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Just checking in. Yeah. Well, you think Just I'm checking in? I don't. I don't know. You think I'm a psychopath? Because well, we've been we've been slipstreaming our way along. I've also managed and, uh, to eat two boiled eggs during the time that we've. <laughs> this is that's that's very impressive. Yeah. Um, I I would. What a great podcasting food. Oh yeah, it, look, it wouldn't be if we were like the in a pod- small room because I think it's kind of got that egg smell, and we're definitely not having it's it for a- the three hundred <laughs> episode. <laughs> but the uh, the podcast diet—have we discussed this? The podcast diet of being foods that you can only eat quietly. What would it be like? What is that like from a um, from a health perspective? We might find that quiet foods are. <laughs> The healthiest foods. Well, I guess because crunch doesn't seem like it's necessary for. It doesn't nutritionally. No, what it feels like is a luxury, and we we learn that most luxuries, most luxuries in food terms, yeah, things most things that we actually enjoy in food terms are unhealthy. You know, when the the crunchiest chip is the um, the oiliest is probably the 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 oiliest the the least healthy. Of the chips, and it's true. and I'm sure, without looking into it, that the same applies right across the edible kingdom. Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, guess there's there's also more chance. Carrots, <laughs> apples, <laughs> cucumbers, all of these are exceptions that prove the rule. Well, yeah, but they're they're crunchy in a different way. I don't think they're you know they're like a like a hard crunchy chip, either crisp mm. or hot chip. Um, mm. it's more likely to have a sharp corner on it that will perforate the gut. 
Ah, and that is famously unhealthy. Well, I think so. What's good for a stamp is not so good for the gut. That's right. You know, I think... it seems like it's one rule for a for a ream of stamps yeah. from the post office in the 90s and a completely different rule for the lining of the gastrointestinal system. Hmm. Double standards much? Well, you know, uh, I think so. Similar things, I guess, to that is that it's not good to put a photo of the queen on the inside of your intestinal tract. Uh, and in it exactly, and it's probably just not good another example. For someone to lick the back of it. Mm, yep, yep, um, yep. You see, you see this the 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 stuff that we just put up with that we just accept. We don't even. This is how ingrained it it's is. It's not okay. We don't even notice that kind of stuff. To keep your digestive tract in a drawer in a room that no, you mm. don't go in very often. Yes, with a bunch of it's, tape it's, and pens and blue tack. Not okay to attach your digestive tract to a rectangle of paper and send it to the other side of the world yeah. as a as 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 a memento of somewhere that you visited, and yet you can do that to a stamp. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Okay, society. <laughs> um oh, I think I think that one I don't even feel uncomfortable about that one, Alistair. Yeah, as you as know. in was writing it down as a sketch. Um I mean, I don't know I don't know. I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> yeah, great. Great, write it down, Alistair. One rule. For your eat, eating eating hole, I like calling it a tract. Yep. I like calling it a tract. What a what a fantastic word! Is it? It's tract with now, a T, right? This is a this is a new idea, Alistair. Yeah. It's called the in, the gastrointestinal tractor, <laughs> and what it is is it's a little wheeled vehicle that when you eat something that you know is not good for your body. And you need it to get through without blocking you up or causing you discomfort. You eat whatever it is, and then you swallow the gastrointestinal tractor. And it, its little engine chugs, chugs away, and it just pushes that food all the way through the entire digestive system. With its, exactly, with its high levels of torque and its little, little scoop, scrape. And it just it just plows on through and then out the butt. And in that way you can eat things that are less digestible, but with a secure in the knowledge that they're gonna be coming out regular as clockwork. That's right, because you know this is, you've got meters per second that it's gonna be traveling. Mm, and mm. you've got, I guess eventually exact the exact length of your tract. And so you can mm. eat it knowing full well that at 8:56 tomorrow it's all coming out. Mm. I guess I guess the uh, you know the other great advantage of this is a kind of a mechanical laxative that mm. you know I don't trust chemicals in my body. Don't want to put chemicals in my body except obviously the exhaust fumes of this tractor which does run on two stroke. But it you know you swallow it and then it works its way through until it gets to the blockage in the bowel and it just grinds it out grind it's uh well you're making it's, it sound like a boring machine 
Yeah, it is. It is. One of those. T- I mean, it would be cool to get one of those big tunneling machines in there. You know, really clear you out. That'd be. Mm. I think it'd be better than a. <laughs> oh. Be better than one of those. Uh, one of those. You know, things enemas or whatever, coffee enema or something like that. Yeah, doesn't even make sense. The coffee enema. Well, you, you, I want to get stuff out of my butt, and you're poking stuff. You're in. putting coffee mm. in there. Yeah. Now here, like, I mean, that's not as crazy as the. Um, as the toffee enema that I had come up with. Um, <laughs> hot toffee. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. When it does come out, <laughs> yeah, it really does <laughs> capture everything that was in its place, but it's dislodging that mm. that hunk of fudge is <laughs> near, near impossible. Hunk of fudge. Mm. Yeah. I guess it would harden everything into a sort of a shaft of um, of sugary fecal matter. Yeah. That you could then maybe like drill a big screw into, and and pull it out with a. Or you could anchor yourself. You know, you could use that as a. You could anchor yourself. Yeah, you're right. You know, you could from yeah. the outside. You could just get a good solid. Like, I mean, if let's say you needed to dangle. <laughs> mm. It's never. Yep. There's never a good. A single good body part that you could dangle from that sort of distri- distributes mm. the weight enough. Well, it's, you know, but the tail, if we were, you know, the tail, which is the traditional dangling thing for um, for primates, is, would be, you know, uh, is, 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 is located conveniently close to the center of gravity, yeah. you know, at the, at, the, at the butt area. But no, no big um, apes have it. What's, what's the biggest t- tail user? That's a really good question. There's, there's an yeah, upper limit on it. Love to see a, love to see a, a gorilla dangling from just a ripped tail. Yeah, like I think just as you yeah. know, as thick as your thigh. You need like an elephant's trunk, to mm. kind of tail. Like if it mm. could be your nose, I don't care. Um, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I don't give there's a no, shit. I mean, this, I guess the the principle is is the same as a nose. If you just had a butt that is a trunk. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you could, yeah. you could, you know. It's no different than just having your, you know, your your track just goes for you know another meter and a half, two meters. Uh, but but I it's, do like the idea of a butt trunk mm. that you can you can shit up to two meters away from yourself. Yeah, and like you, you know, you could with be your prehensile exactly, and you can be still like sitting there watching a movie with your beloved. And then your trunk mm. just starts <laughs> creeping out of the room and goes into the bathroom. <laughs> and then it's still kind of got those those edges like that that are like fingers that can, you know, grab the toilet paper, do everything like that. There's probably yeah. like a little sink in the bathroom. We would probably do that. Um, yeah. And then you, you can your, fl- fl- flush it and then it can just come in back in. Or you could just have like yeah, crawl back a in. little room under the couch where it's just a toilet room under the couch where you can your trunk can go. Like a little trap door that it yes. opens up and allows you in. Yeah. You can do your biz. A little a little burrow that it goes down, deep down. Yeah. Hiding away, shamefully. Yeah. But then you never you never have to take that your arm so great. away from around your beloved. <laughs> Which makes it so you don't have to ruin that special moment. That's right. And then just because you're shitting. <laughs> But then that would also allow you to dangle. 
Exactly. You could dangle from almost anything. You name a thing, you could dangle from it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Monkey um, bars. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, the the floor. The f- yep. <laughs> um. Uh. A chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Correct. Okay, so I think it's time for three and words from a listener. A cloud. Yeah, yeah, no, go, go. Oh, man, we've only done 35 minutes, but, you know, I think it's fine. I think, we, you know, when you're producing so much, I mean, we're obviously... Alistair, we're in, we're in training yeah. for episode 300. Oh, we should tell people that um, uh, the live episode of the pop test uh, that we advertised last week is, is uh, it's no longer it's happening no longer this happening. time around. Yeah, sorry. It's, it, we're going to re-attempt re, uh, at, a, at a later date, possibly a much later date, but you'll be the first to know. Yeah. And next time, it's for real. You think so? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, all right. You ready for three words from a listener? I don't think we've done these, but then again, who knows? <clears throat> um, these three words are from a listener called Robert Goslin. <gasps> Rob Goss. Rob Goss. Robert, thank you so much. Robbie Goss. Um, and... There's three words there, Andy. I don't know if you want to guess what the first one is. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, the first word is fold. Fold? N- fold. No, no, no. It's cannibals. Uh. Oh, sorry. I was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, banjo? Banjo, no. Ocean style. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Cannibals. Ocean style cruise. Oh, very close, very close. Heist. Cannibals. Ocean style heist. Oh, I see. Danny Ocean. Ocean's Eleven style. I mean, I was thinking the aquatic. Well, it doesn't. Style it ocean. could. It could be a cannibals ocean style heist. A ocean style in the way that the an, an ocean would steal a sort of a baseball diamond or whatever. Mm. Mm. Hang on, how? Wait, what? <laughs> well, I mean, the ocean takes from all of us, doesn't it? Ah, uh, yes. So you're thinking that um, a and a baseball diamond, did you pick that because a diamond is a valuable gem and a baseball diamond is kind of like, is like that? Or did yeah, you just I, think, I think I watched one, pick a thing at I think I watched one movie with a cat burglar in it. And... Yeah. And he stole a baseball diamond. He stole diamond. the baseball diamond, but I think it was the it was the Muppets um caper, I think. Uh. So maybe the baseball diamond isn't a real thing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well well hang on. No, but wait, when you well the baseball diamond is a real thing in the context of a baseball f- pitch or field or whatever you call it, right? Yeah, right. The baseball right. diamond is what the uh, uh what the pitcher stands on. Right. Or maybe it's the whole field. I think field it might be the whole field. The yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. And then the ba- but the baseball diamond, I guess, in Muppets was a an actual it was diamond, an actual diamond the size of a baseball. Yeah, it was a big, big diamond, round, round diamond. Did it have stitching on it? I don't, don't think, around. don't think so. I think it was just big as a baseball. Yeah, which is a big yeah, diamond. Cool, 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 cool. Get that? All right, great. And a well, like for example, uh, the ocean often steals things by hmm. taking little bits at a time. <laughs> yes. You know, and then yes, putting indeed. it somewhere else. You know, so 
I mean, the Tathra Beach where I was did a lot of my growing up. It changes. It changes dramatically over the years. Sometimes there's really steep little sand cliffs. Sometimes there doesn't seem to be very. It just goes down for ages before there's water. You know, mm. Um, mm. the sand is disappearing because of this ocean-style heist that the ocean is participating in. And also, well, it takes I the mean, sand and then it mixes it is mixes it in with a bunch of other sand that looks exactly like it. Yeah, I mean the oceans. Uh, uh, I mean, I think that m- new movie. Uh, what's it called? Like Hurricane Heist or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I think this is a new film in which they try to rob a bank or a casino or something while a natural disaster is occurring. Oh, that's an interesting and, attempt. Uh, yeah. It's hard know, to plan. We, it is. It is because it's so notoriously difficult to predict. But I, I, I wonder if that's, you know, what the, what the, the, mo- the movie explores yeah. that they... I guess you it's know, about being ready at, any, uh, at all moments. They, exactly. But I guess if you're in yes. Tornado Alley, I mean, you know it's going to come eventually. But... I think every heist team, they didn't show this in Ocean's Eleven, but every heist team needs a good meteorologist. Mm, yeah, know? gadget he's guy a, and then meteorologist. Medi- <laughs> do you think he sits in the van? He's the guy. Or do, or do you think the meteorologist has to be out there with their finger and their wet finger in the air? I think he has to be outside talking to the people on the street with his, with his microphone, <laughs> with his finger in the air, <laughs> throwing back to the studio. Yeah. That's how they operate. They love it, but we classic meteorologist behaviour. We have to remember, though, that this is a cannibals ocean style heist. So if it was, yeah, of course you're right. If it was um, what I was discussing, as as in it was a cannibal mm. stealing like <clears throat> like the ocean like does, ocean. it would be mm. a cannibal who takes tiny little bits of flesh off of people. Mm. By every time he just comes up and he touches them, so he's just a just he might yeah. just seem like a friendly person, right? Just well, we've c- seen touches the arm, movies. touches the arm, mm. comfort in a comforting way, right? And mm. then when this arm comes back, he's got a few of your, a few of your cells. He's got a little bit of your flesh, just tiny imperceptible bits. I think what this has to be is this has to be a. Um, uh, it has to be a big score, right? Like in you know, in, like in Ocean's Eleven, it has to be a big thing. So really, I think the cannibal has to be eating something, or, well, somebody important. I think they should be eating the president. Okay. Okay. And I think they're eating the president slowly. And I can just picture the the line in the trailer, sir. Somebody is eating the president. You yeah. Know, and just they they got to try and work out who it is. How are they getting in there, eating a little bit of it's the? It's got to be one of the staff, day. right? Well, you'd think it's one of the staff. I mean, very often in these things, it's the vice president, you know, so close to the throne, mm. that taste of power. Maybe we could be discovering you know. that it's the president himself. He Sure, he, eating himself. He'd always wanted to eat the president. He was a cannibal who'd always wanted to eat the president, and he realized the only way to do mm. that was to become president. I think, I, I'm not sure whether or not cannibals place a, a higher value on eating more powerful people, but it seems seems possible. I'm I'm into this idea, Alistair. Yeah. I think it's. 
it's a it's a good movie I, idea. You know, even someone, even bits of bits of the president. You know, they could be. You know, like a whole finger disappears in the night, and they they just can't work it out. The president, the, somehow they're using some kind of anaesthetic, so the president doesn't even realize what's happening. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but imagine, you know, imagine what the Secret Service would have to do once they realized it was the president eating himself. <laughs> Mm. You know, they walk in. What would they have to? They do? find blood. They find blood on his arm as they as it you know as it's gone. You know, because his his hand is now completely eaten. But then they also find blood on his lips. Blood on <laughs> Sir, sir, did did the cannibal eat some of your lips? He goes, yes. And they were delicious, he told me. Um, I mean, what would they do? With, yeah, with, I mean, how do, you, how do you protect the president for yourself? You know what? This could be a great metaphor for the way in which the American political machine is destroying itself. You know? Interesting. If you want a metaphor. Interesting. If you want a fucking metaphor. Do I, you think I need one? Or do, do I, am I coming across like I need a metaphor, Andy? You're yearning. Yeah, I do. I, yearn. I can detect the yearn. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. Um, Feel the yearn. Thank you, Robert Gosselin. Maybe, um, I hope that's an okay idea. Mm. Um, we don't have time to go deeper into it just because our lives are so busy. Um, so sorry. But uh, um, I'll, let me. But it's exciting. But let me, Rob, let me take you through the sketch ideas. Everybody else, stop listening. I'll just do this for Rob. Um, the sketch ideas for today is book sung by the singer on tape. Yeah, <laughs> this is um, ah, sung yes. by the singer. I'm saying that like like it's sung by the author, but it's just sung by the singer and whoever the singer is. That's just you find out when you start listening. Probably Christina Aguilera. She's oh, not as busy these so days. Great. She's not as busy. And then we got the rocks, Achilles tongue. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, because. Because oh, it's the what a sketch it's idea. the one bit he doesn't work out, and um, I think I wonder if in wrestling, if anyone ever went for his tongue, you know, surely that would be. Oh, they probably would go for his eyebrow. Point. That seemed to be, you know, a point that was very was a strong thing that he had. <laughs> he had a strong eyebrow, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But th- yeah, th- I don't think they would go for that. You don't think they would try to to destroy what defined him? I don't think they would attack the strongest part of him. I think that's the whole well, point it was, of the thing that we've I been know, talking about. I know, but this is more strong in terms of imagery. Oh, okay. The tongue. Right. It could be like his Samson's hair. Maybe. Samson and Delilah? Is, yeah. that, the, is that the one? Samson? Yeah, that's he had, the He one. had like seven locks. I think that's like the justification for um, dreadlocks in, in um, Rastafarianism, maybe. That story. Anyway, um, we got one-on-one alien invasion from a very honorable alien civilization. Mm. It's a mano a mano style. Mm. Yeah, it's how they want to do yeah. it. Mano Emanuelo. That's that's, that's man on Emmanuel. <laughs> okay, uh, which is Emmanuel's also a man. Uh, e. Did you know what E means in Spanish? Yep. Well, that's right. 
What does it mean? It means it means a. No. E means a. No e. So it means a man, and you man, all a, means nothing. Man a man. No e means and I think. Okay. Um. Then we got which I guess is part of you know a is in there so you weren't that far. Um. Then we got genetic honor. This is body battle where parts mm. have consciousness <laughs> and the brain is a parliament you know and they just they they battle it out and they they do swaps it's a new type of genetics body changes every day like a sort of like a you know like the boundaries of a of a country mm. <laughs> in turmoil every day every day well you know if if you're thinking about it the 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 ocean boundaries I am. You are thinking that. Okay, great. Then we got double standards. One rule for digestive tracts <laughs> and one rule for stamps. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we got the digestive tractor. Yeah. Ah. Ah, oh, you like that one, right? Well, I can I can at least I can envisage I can envisage it. At least it has a physical form that I can picture in my mind. Yeah. It's not an abstract concept. <laughs> you you can't you can't place by you its can, nature. You can't pl- so ridiculous you can't, you can't even conceive of what it you means. You can't place things into context in your mind. Not if they're insane. I could I could do it even if they're insane. Look, watch this. Um okay, look, fallopian garbage. All right. Look at this. Okay, so that seems like it's completely insane. Um, but now let's put it into a context. You're in a, a woman's in a gynecological doctor's office, and she's saying, um, "Oh, the the doctor's saying the source of your pain seems to be these cans and stuff, and and uh, you know sludge, sort of based, you know, food decomposing sludge that is coming out of your fallopian tubes." Boom. <laughs> Context. Yeah, wow, Al. You really... <laughs> you showed me, and I apologize. I didn't say I was turning it into a sketch. I said I was putting it into context. You're the context king. <laughs> I'm not claiming to be the king. I'm just claiming to have a tiny sp- space of land where I make my home, and uh, I just go about my business. Um, then we got butt trunk. Of course, the butt trunk. <laughs> that one, that one's easy to envisage. What are you going to do with all that trunk? All that trunk inside your trunk? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk my trunk out of the room and do a shit while I'm talking to you in the kitchen. That's right. My toilet adjoins the kitchen. And then we've got someone is eating the president slowly. The movie. <laughs> yes. Sir, somebody is eating the president. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you need. Like you wouldn't go see that. I film. know exactly. Oh, Andy, we could have a very career, a very good career in B movies by mm. just committing and writing these. Very things. good. A very good career in B movies, which is actually quite a bad career in A movies. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but we'll take it. Yeah, but a good career in B movies. I think we could do well. We could be right at the top of the heap of you shit. You know, we could have Bob Saget and Lindsay Lohan starring in our mm. movies. Yes. I, I think it'd be great. I know, it's a bit hard to... We could, we, we could work them. Lindsay, Lindsay leech, reach out. You know, I know some of these things are a bit abstract, and it's probably hard for you to see them in, 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 in the real world. But I'll, I'll paint a picture for you next time we're nearby, Andy. 
put it in some context okay. so you can understand. Thanks, thanks, dude. No thanks, dog. Thank you so much for listening to In The Think Tank. It's been really great. It's been grand. It's been groovy, even. Did we not start and the episode today by saying you're listening to Two In The Think Tank, the, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas? I don't know, Alastair. Well, in case we I didn't, I'm just saying it now. Um, thank you. That's what Thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate it. You can find us on Two In The Think Tank uh, Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. Uh, I'm at Two In Tank and at Alistair TB. And I'm also at Two In Tank on Instagram and at A Trombley Virtual. Uh, and you can support us on Patreon. Um, somebody just did. Somebody just did. Oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Some people... What a beautiful thing to do. Some people have been sending in some th- extra three words. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, mm. And you can send us suggestions for the side tank as well. If you're, for the uh, side tank. Absolutely. Kind of yeah. I mean, you could just send us suggestions for our lives. You know? <laughs> All right. uh, the last two episodes of... Um, yeah, you know, of both uh, Immortal with Jerry and Martin mm. and uh, Two in the Side Tank. Both really fun episodes. Yeah. Short, sharp. And, um, yeah, Immortal. And a lot of, lot of fun. Immortal could be the fo- is likely going to be the follow-up to Teleport. Now, I know most of you haven't seen Teleport, um, but we're already working on Immortal, <laughs> um, which could be the third and final one in the trilogy. That's right. We're going to kill them kill off. Kill them off now. <laughs> Even though we killed and we killed Jerry off in the in magma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're really, really gonna kill Looney, him off. Looney Tunes rules. They're not coming. We're back. gonna kill him off in immortal. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's good. A good idea. Um and we, we love love you. you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.